The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. The question for you this afternoon is uh, how often do you shower or have a bath? Maybe it's every day. Maybe it's twice a day. Maybe it's only once a month. Maybe it's only once a week. We know that the skincare business is booming. If you looked into my uh, bathroom, you would see just a slew of shampoos and moisturizers and soaps and on and on and on. But it doesn't seem like we know which ones work and which ones work well. Well, our next guest is a doctor, a staff writer at The Atlantic, uh, a lecturer at Yale University. His new book is called Clean, the New Science of Skin, and it examines how we care for our skin today, how we got here, and if we should be giving up showers entirely like he has for more than five years now. Dr. James Hamblin joining us this afternoon. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I am really thrilled to, to, to be speaking with you this afternoon. So as I'm, as I'm getting ready for this interview, it starts going through my head and I'm reading, you know, a lot of the articles that you've, you've written and that sort of thing. And the question that is that keeps popping into my head is, what does it really mean to be clean? What is that that definition of clean? I think every person has their own definition, depending on maybe where we live, how we live, how we were brought up. How do you define it? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what I spent uh, <laughs> years trying to uh, to figure out in the book, and it's, it's very culturally dependent. It is very much about how we're brought up and and what time period, you know. Um, the idea that we need to eradicate ourselves of all microbes is extremely new. Um, before germ theory and the Industrial Revolution, that was not what we thought of as clean. We thought of it as a sort of a religious purification mm. uh, concept, and that's how it's been for the most of most of history. So, having it have any basis in, in science or disease prevention is, is really new, and uh, it still is not the basis of. of most of what we do in the personal care realm. It is, uh, it's fascinating to watch um, the skincare industry, Dr. Hamblin. It's just, there's new stuff coming out nonstop, nonstop, try this, try this, try this. Um, so obviously people are still all in on, on, on bathing on a fairly regular basis. And, and you're suggesting maybe we, it's time to cut back on that. You know, I think it's at least time for some examination. Some people are in very good places where they're very happy with what they, with their regimen and they're not, you know, extending the budget too far and their skin's fine and I say more power to you. But I think there's also a lot of people out there who are kind of bouncing around from, from one thing to the next and not really quite sure what they need and, and just adding more and more products and not sure who to believe. And, and that's where, you know, from some of the people who I spoke to in the book, both doctors and patients, a lot of people have had success just trying to cut back and maybe think that the problem might not be that you need one more thing, but that you need uh, one or two fewer. Dr. Hamlin, can you tell us um, about our skin and, and what happens when we cut back from those showers every day, those baths every day. What happens to, um, you know, the, the way our skin works? Sure. Um, you know, this is emerging and very exciting science. 
And I've also personally lived it, and, I, and I'm not the only one. It's just something people don't talk about quite so much. Um, but, but our skin is covered in a layer of microbes, bacteria, viruses, fungi, things that are not causing infections or diseases. They're just there normal. Just like we have a gut microbiome, you know, we have one on our skin too. And they feed off of the oils on our skin um, that we normally try to wipe away. And so the theory is for why some people are able to get away with, you know, stopping shampoo or deodorant or body wash is that these microbes can equilibrate over time and just form a kind of healthy ecosystem that doesn't uh, make your skin extremely oily and smelly uh, like it normally does. So like if we Um, just let them be, they'll do their job. Um, yeah, maybe not entirely. You know, different people will be able to let them be to different degrees, but that uh, many of us are probably disrupting them too much, with the exception of of our hands. You know, I should say, yes. especially during the pandemic, that there's no question on the value of hand washing. We just want to knock all the microbes off there. And, uh, you know, just in the off chance that there is some, some virus on there that's going to cause disease. But for the rest of the body, um, you know, we, many of us could think more about having having healthy normal microbes so dr hamblin i'm I'm curious to know if um the constant showering the constant uh, body wash the soap all of that could that be disrupting um the that that biome that microbiome on, on the skin enough to be causing issues with our skin you know i think it can be part of the part of the puzzle, and part of the reason that acne and eczema and psoriasis have proven so difficult, you know, that they still remain such a big part of so many people's lives. After decades, so much medical science advancement, you know, we have a whole human genome. We can uh, do all kinds of uh, amazing medical uh, treatments, but we have not cured these diseases because they are partly genetic. They are partly to do with our with our lifestyles, they're partly to do with our diet and exercising and our levels of stress and how much sleep we're mm-hmm. getting. Part of that can also be the microbes on our skin and what what products we're using to, you know, perturb those those microbes. So uh, it's pretty clear that they are part of the picture worth keeping in mind. Dr. James Hamblin joining us this afternoon. So I think we've all lived, you know, whether we've gone camping for a few days or maybe just we've been working from home and we don't need to do our hair and our makeup, uh, you know, as often as, as we did before. And I think, you know, it's, it's fair to say we all then recognize um, our smell right uh, if you're not if you're not bathing if you're not showering um y- you you get to that point where it's like i can't stand the smell of myself and you go and have a shower <laughs> right it's like oh boy when that happened well yesterday as your my, my my husband would say you decided to push through that a few years ago can can you tell us about that process right yeah you know i've absolutely been there i know what it's like to be very used to showering uh, and cleaning myself quite uh, aggressively and then going without it suddenly. And that is a universal phenomenon. Yeah, you smell bad. People say, I could, you know, I could never do it. But if you do it more gradually, so just go, go a few days or take shorter showers, use slightly less soap and shampoo, over time, uh, you, you last longer before 
you know, you start feeling oily and smelly. And then you just last longer and longer. And pretty soon it happens very, very rarely. And then that was my, uh, my experience with it. So I don't recommend that anyone quit cold turkey. We've all been there. <laughs> it's, it's a marathon. And, uh, and uh, just take it slow. So take it slow. And so now, how five years since having a, a real full-on shower for you? Uh, yeah, at least in terms of lathering up. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, you know, I haven't haven't used uh, shampoo or or body wash, and uh, I am I, or I haven't washed my <laughs> my face with soap. But you know, it's uh, it's fine, and uh, that that works for me. And I'm not suggesting that everyone uh, can or should do that but that it's possible for many people to to do less and be okay if they want to and it, and it does save you know some water some plastic yeah. bottles some money some time uh, and your skin might even be better for it now you know of course everyone starts w- wondering about the smell so you've been asked this question a hundred thousand <laughs> times so james i'm going to ask you it again so you know what happens I, i'm guessing that you know if you've gone out and run uh, 10k you're going to have a splash off you're going to rinse rinse off or something you're going to wet your hair but i mean you're gonna y- y- you need to wash the bits right you need to you know your your armpits and you know in the groin area and in 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 you know my case my feet right like i mean there are certain things that just need to be clean sure you know when you uh if you if you rinse off and uh this is true with the hands too that the mechanical force of of scrubbing is doing a large part of the work that we think soap is doing so if you just kind of uh you know Scrub, rub your face with your hands, rub your armpit, uh, you're going to remove it, okay. any sort of grime or grease that's accumulating there uh, pretty effectively and uh, do that occasionally and you don't notice uh, don't notice an issue. <laughs> but it's not to say that you don't smell uh, ever. Um, you know, you do smell. My wife says I smell like a person. People have odors up until the last few decades we it was much more common to know people's odors and certainly there's always been record of people who smelled offensive to others um but i make you know i make sure that i I don't i don't get into a a place where i smell offensive or where people can smell me across the uh, across the dinner table or in the cubicle next to me so it's uh it's just sort of you don't smell like body wash or uh perfume but um, you don't smell like body odor. You don't yeah. Smell so yeah. I mean, you started this off as as an experiment. You you wanted to try and see see where it where it went. Did, would you ever go back to showering every day? Uh, no. Uh, you know, during the pandemic, I have found um, that just taking a, a quick rinse, you know, helps wake me up and yeah. has a a nice calming ritual of sort of separating. Uh, morning from work day and in a time when we don't have so many other signifiers of time when a lot is canceled and um, there's not a lot uh, of other things to separate and keep time and keep ritual you know I found it to be grounding for that reason Um, and so I have been doing that but I would not see myself ever going back to using I I don't have any products in the shower and I don't see myself going back to uh, 
that. Yeah, you know what? I worked um, I worked with a guy years ago who um, he wasn't big on showers. He certainly did like products on his face. He's like, no, I just splash, splash water. He was a, a true believer in, in a lot of this as well, saying all of this is, you know, damaging my, it's drying out my skin. It's it's my, my skin feels better when I don't do it. And I was really quite surprised by it. Um, but and now over the years, as I'm reading more and more about this, because we are seeing different products even being put out there to help with reducing the amount of time that you need to let's say wash your hair or you know wash your body what does this mean for the future then uh dr hamblin do you think of of the of the of the business side of all of this of the soap of the body wash the shampoo what does that look like it's an interesting observation right what you're seeing in the marketplace is people want mild products they want products that are have very few ingredients that have quote-unquote natural ingredients yeah um you know people just using rose water sometimes on their face getting really close to doing nothing so it seems that it is important for a lot of us to have some kind of ritual to apply something to go through something that makes us feel you know uh, prepared for a day or uh, or that makes us just temporarily smell you know like flowers or <laughs> or something that we enjoy and that there's real value to that but it is telling us that we don't really want at least these aggressive, you know, uh, bar soaps of generations prior. And, and sales of those products um, are taking a hit while people are investing more money in more luxury products that are pretty minimalist and sometimes make no pretense of getting you clean mm-hmm. at all, but uh, are just uh, changing, you know, nourishing or uh, some other sorts of effects on the skin. What did you learn through this entire process, Dr. Hamblin? What did you learn about uh, about being clean and about the history of being clean? I, I mean, I'm just, I'm fascinated by this. Yeah, I learned that, that it's extremely personal, that it's extremely mm-hmm. um, culturally and socially important but not as scientifically based as I had once imagined. That there are things you can do that are better than others, but that there are many ways to do it right. Uh, that it's something similar to the way we might eat or the, even the religions that mm. we might have, that there, there are gonna be vast differences in what works for people and vast differences in the degrees to which they matter to us and how deeply held our, our beliefs in those practices are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we should embrace that and not try to impose standards of normalcy or call people gross or disgusting who don't uh, mm-hmm. adhere to our ways. Unless, of course, they're offending us with their smell, in which case yeah, yeah. maybe a conversation is warranted. Yeah, and, and again, I think it's important to note that, uh, I mean, you're not w- walking around with dirt all over your face or on your on your hands. I mean, when you have, you know, visible dirt on, you're, you're rinsing it off. Um, you'll, you'll rinse off your hair when it needs to be fixed, but you're just not using the soap or the shampoo and not necessarily getting into, right into a shower. Right. Um, yeah, and, and that, you know, there's a note on there, too, that uh, I am... Uh, a, a white male who is uh, in good health and mm-hmm. youngish, and I have a, a lot of um, freedom to be able to make choices like this with some people in certain jobs and different um, positions in different societies are not uh, don't have the same freedom <laughs> to make. There's more force. When you told your wife that you were going to do this, what did she say? 
<laughs> well, it happened so gradually <laughs> that uh, once I had told her enough about my readings about the skin microbiome, she, uh, I think she was, she saw it coming. She was okay with it. Do you wash your clothes on a regular basis? I do. Yeah. Okay. Because there was an interesting study uh, done up here out of the University of Alberta the other day about uh, clothes washing and, and, and bacteria on, on clothes that was, uh, was fascinating uh, as well. You know what, Dr. Hamblin, huh. I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. Uh, the new book is called Clean, the New Science of Skin. Uh, the New York Times Book Review named it an editor's choice and Vanity Fair named it among the best books of 2020. Thanks for this and, and thanks for just kind of, I think you've actually blown a few people's minds here this afternoon and i and i appreciate uh, you starting that conversation with me I, I i really do oh thank you so much this is an excellent question take care take care now dr james hamblin joining us this afternoon okay so in a nutshell that as you slowly transition away this these 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 uh, microbes that live on our skins as we stop washing them away they they get in sync they do what they're supposed to do. And then overall, you get to the point where in most cases or in his cases, he says, you know, you, you, you just don't get smelly. Interesting, huh?